I'm Mel Stewart, and this is a GMN Takeover of the Swim Swam Podcast. Joining me today is a man who's the greatest age group swimmer of all time. Year after year, he's been on the edge of a breakout. So many predictions have been made about this swimmer. And today, I'm glad to say that he is a 2021 or 2020, I don't know which one it is, Olympian representing Team USA and a whole gaggle of events. Today, we have Michael Andrew. Thank you for having me. Always an honor. I'm going to throw you under the bus right now and just say that before you agreed to come on, you're, you're in Hawaii at, at the Olympic training camp and you're like, I'm doing laundry. <laughs> Do I have to quiz you or not? Are yeah, you- no, that's the thing is like, I, I want to rep my brands, but yeah, now all my clothes are literally in the tumble dryer right now. I actually think my dad's going down and grab it in a little bit. <laughs> when this goes live, it's going to be mid next week. You're going to be, you're, you're going to be just settling in over in Japan. And um, I have to say this, you know, since Swim Swam has been covering you and even Braden Keith at the blog before he, he was with Swim Swam, it's like you have always yeah. been, you've, you've been this, you've, you've been in this dance with fame and, and, and everyone is so curious about you and they all have opinions about you. Now, buddy, you're being shot into the global fame platform and uh, the stakes are higher. I just want to know, do you feel ready? hundred percent. I feel like, um, I mean, you've been on this journey with us pretty much from the beginning. And so to see the growth and the understanding and the things like the principles remain the same. We know our value, we know where, where our heart is and what our goals are. And so with whatever comes our way, I just need to remain true to, to the truth and being honest as an athlete and what my desire is in the sport. Um, and I think nothing can go wrong. Like it's, you know, people are going to have their opinions, but at the end of the day, it doesn't change what I believe or what we believe to work for us. And so we'll continue pressing on. You, you, you had a, a press conference and in the press conference, you shared that you have personal choices about your health yeah. and, and, and your choice to be vaccinated or not. And you were, and you, you answered very clearly. And uh, so I need to say this, I'm 52, I'm vaccinated, but I have friends who are not. And I have, and they've, they've given me reasons that are similar to yours and I respect their opinion, but I I thought you handled it well. Thank you. What what I didn't anticipate was, uh, I didn't, I didn't anticipate sports columnists and and certain social media descending so fast and I, and I should have. Yeah. And, and neither did I, um, you know, I, I knew the question was, was going to come at some point. Um, I was prepared for it. Um, you know, I, I wasn't prepared for it in the sense that I'm going to try and be a political, like whatever, try and dance around the subject. I just wanted to be honest. And, you know, I, I have not been vaccinated and right now there's no point in thinking about it because my focus is on the games and as a team, uh, as a country, we're doing everything we can to stay safe. We're doing all the testing, all the mask wearing, and the protocol isn't any different for, for me than is the vaccinated athletes. We're all under strict lockdown, essentially. Um, and so taking every precaution possible. And I'm just focusing on on the work that needs to be put in so that I can swim fast. You can be like, no, I don't want to talk about this. I think I've asked you about this once before. But when, when you were a kid, you were so fast and it was very exciting. And we had a policy at Swim Swam. <laughs> which was to run every single national age group record. Yeah. And you were dropping them all the time. And uh, people got really upset about that. 
Mm-hmm. And it was, I think that's when, when some people responded negatively and they were responding negatively because of that. And also because of the training in SRPT right. as a kid, you're pretty raw. Did, did you, did you have moments where you're like, did you ever cry? Did you ever was, did you think, wow, they, why did I'm working so hard? Why are people mad at me? No, so I never, I never cried or like internalized it to a point where it affected me negatively. Um, and I was actually speaking to, to Rowdy and Dan earlier today at, at breakfast about this um, from NBC. And, you know, I was like saying, you know, what I realized and I'm so grateful for now is the fact that you guys and Swim Swam have reported on me from such an early age. It, it really have prepared me for kind of the onslaught of criticism that comes with doing anything different um, and then having results with it. And so it is, it's been nice. Um, you know, I know I'm equipped, but I think when I was young, I went through seasons where I would read comments and I would kind of, I would dote on them. And most of the times I ended up using it as fuel. Like I kind of enjoy like not proving people wrong, but just understanding like, okay, some people may not understand why I'm doing something. They might may be against me, but at the end of the day, it's the results. And this is what I'm speaking about our training and people's criticism towards that is it's the results that are going to end up speaking for themselves. You know, when you make the Olympic team here, I'm fortunate to have my dad and coach here. And the reason is because we have medal opportunities. You know, there's, it's, it's not about USRPT anymore. It's about the fact that I can earn hardware for the U S. And I think that's awesome because that's just set in stone. It's a barrier. It's like, it's, this is, this is the standard. And so once you get to that level, it doesn't matter how you do it. You know, all of us here train differently. All of us think differently, but at the end of the day, we're still the same team going for the same goal, um, which is pretty cool. We're going to get into the details of your training and the effect and how it how it's uh, evolved over the last quad up to yeah. trials. But we're going to unpack what's going on right now because you're yeah. you're a magnet for uh, attention, and uh, <laughs> you know I just I just think that that it's 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 a it's a good thing. It's a positive thing. Sure, you're, it's uh, but. Uh, so anyway, I thought I thought you handled the other day fine, and, and, I'm, and I'm glad to see that you're focused and you're and you're 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 focused on what's ahead. And but in terms of what's beyond the Olympics, it's uh, something that was in the news recently was International Swimming League and the fact that you're not participating. There was right. a rumor that like you weren't going to participate because of the uh, because you you know you had to be vaccinated, and right. uh, I, I know personally that that is not true. There's a lot of other reasons, but it's, uh, but I mean, it's a pretty simple, straightforward reason. And, um, if you would like to share it here, please do. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, just to kind of touch on your thing is like people thinking that it's because I'm unvaccinated is not the case at all. That's never been a requirement inside the league because again, they have strict protocols, lots of testing, bubble situations, bubble setups. And I believe they're doing the same for Naples. Um, Kind of to preface everything, you know, ever since I went pro at 14, being a professional athlete is what I've embodied. It's how I've lived my whole life. I've always been focused on performing, competing, racing as much as possible all the time because the way we train allows us to, and, you know, earning a living through that. Um, ISL is an incredible opportunity for athletes to do so, but with this season and where we're at, I, um, and for some other reasons that I'll probably keep to ourselves for, for now. Um, but I, I have 
I have so much going on. I, I'm, we're going to be very busy post Olympics with clinics. I'm actually coming straight back to Hawaii to do a week long clinic with Tony Irvin, Anthony. Um, very excited for that just because I I'm a water baby, 100%. And I love being here in Oahu for camp. And so I figured any excuse to come back is a good one. And, um, and then post that we're pushing the MA swim Academy. Um, this is where a lot of our focus is going to be in creating a platform, which has already been created and put the groundwork is there, but now it's doing the, doing the behind the scenes work uh, of running a business and being able to help educate and push, um, just what we've learned over this almost decade of swimming that, we can help others, uh, achieve the same results. Um, you know, what's different is I've seen a lot of athletes create things like this at the end of their career when they're done and when they feel free to give their secrets away. But we, um, as we always kind of stand out and wanting to do things differently, we want to bring people along with us and give them all of the truth, all of the data, all of my splits, all of the sessions. We want to help you everything, whatever it is, we want to be completely transparent so that others can do it too. If you're crazy enough to implement it, because it's not easy. And I think that's one thing that I've noticed is really exciting. Even being here on the team is athletes like, and coaches um, here have been remarking at the sets I've been doing consistently and seeing the paces I'm holding and the distance I'm going. And, and it's really validating for me because you know, I used to be told, oh, USRPT is easy. Like that can't be that hard. But I'm like, no, this is, this is pretty tough. And, and there's a lot of people saying that it now, but that's kind of an off tangent thing. And then again, going back to what my year will look like after the Olympics is, um, like I said, clinics with Tony traveling around speaking engagements. Um, and then MA Academy, MA Swim Academy. And then I want to train up. I want to put some mass on. I want to have some fun with it kind of get back into it. I even considered doing a triathlon just for fun. Cause I love riding bike. I have to learn how to run. Um, and then preparing for world cups and short course worlds at the end of the year. Cause I really would love to go into a short course worlds and feel like I am a favorite um, because in the short course scene, I never have been. And so I think this is an exciting time for me to kind of switch the focus completely post Olympics to becoming really strong underwaters. And then you know, come the next season, season four of ISL, if I'm permitted to, you know, enter the draft again, which we don't know, um, word isn't out quite yet. Um, and rules aren't, you know, I feel like rules are changing a lot, all the time. Um, and so we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens with that. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited to see my team. I want New York breakers to do incredibly well in the ISL season. Um, I really wish I could be there. I was looking forward to racing, but for the time being, we're going to sit out and, and root from home and, and work on some other things while, while the Olympic iron is hot. I, going to making the, the Olympic team in so many events and, and, and going, going at this as long as you have, being a pro as long as you have, what people need to understand is that it is normal for elites to yeah. take a breath after such an emotional high point. And, yeah. and, I, and I, I knew that a lot of people would, would, would get right into ISL, but I also knew that a lot of elites would be like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to take a breath. And right. I, I agree. And I also know there's more to this story and, yeah. uh, and that's to be continued. But, uh, I, I just like, I just like the fact that you're, 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 um, you're a young man now and you're building <laughs> your business and you're building yeah. it around something that's been battle tested for a long period of time. 
Right. No, and I appreciate that. And I think what's interesting too is um, I almost feel like, and I've done this to myself uh, and our family's done this is I feel like the swim community almost looks and holds us to a little bit of a different standard because we've always been so crazy about racing. And the fact that I'm the one pulling out of ISL in such a, you know, what seems like an abrupt way, it's like, Oh, this is really odd. Like why would somebody who's kind of created for ISL not doing it? And so I get where people's kind of uh, confusion comes from. Yeah, you disclose a lot. You're, you're pretty, you're pretty open. And I, and, and <laughs> your stories always surface, but yeah. uh, so, but you know, let's, let, let, let's bring it back to the Olympics. Let's bring yes. it back to, and I, and, and I want to, I want to bring it back this way. You know, this quad, you were, you were, I was worried. I was very worried about you. First of all, let's go back to 2016. <laughs> 2016, there was, there was so much chatter and the chatter was, and it was among like, you know, I, I was on group chats with like hundreds of different people, all the, every, and people were shoving me into bunches of Mel's in the group chat. And, and it was just like, they were, it was, it was all about the young crew that you had developed with as an age grouper and how you yeah. were going to eat it. And, yeah. uh, and, and they were going to perform because of the way you trained. And yeah. that didn't turn, it didn't turn out that way. You, you, you were, you were the young performer of that crew, mm-hmm. but in the next quad, it, it, it was clear that you and your father were trying things out. And then at, and at a certain point, you're like, you know what? Dad wants me to do four and I am. Mom wants me to do four and I am. Then it kept changing. And then you're like, at a certain point, I want to be the fastest human yeah. in all the 50s. And that I didn't see the logic in that. That scared me a little bit. Yeah. And I was thinking about your business. Yeah. Um, at what point did you arrive at, the, at this decision? I want to be the fastest human in every. Yeah. Oh, at what point did I understand? Okay, so that was... I want to say that was like early 2019. Um, so going into that season of preparing for my first uh, long course world champs. Well, actually, I guess this would be even actually 2018 because they had selected the junior pan pack team and it was already, yeah, it was like qualified for the worlds. I forgot we didn't even qualify for worlds that same year. It was a very interesting process. Um, but it was, yeah, it was kind of like right after pan pack. So I was thinking, okay, I already know what I'm prepared for now or like what I have to be prepared for at world champs and it's all the fifties and the hundred breasts. So I'm just going to become a mad sprinter. Um, and so we kind of committed to that. We, we really didn't lift or change a whole lot. We just did a lot more speed things. We didn't race the hundreds as much. We didn't race the two hundreds as much. Um, and so I came to world champs in 2019 made finals in all four had a terrible hundred breaststroke. I don't even think I broke a minute at worlds. Um, and it was after that meet through a lot of coaches who had spoken to me. Um, and, and then also my parents and like, just realizing, man, if I can swim all four of these fifties and be close to meddling or have the potential of meddling, what, what's possible in the 200 I am. Um, and I hated to admit that because I kind of, danced around it for a while. Um, this was something my mom had seen and believed early on. Um, and so it's yet another thing she was right about. Um, but yeah, and that's kind of 2019 is when I coming off of the 50 kind of push realized, okay, like 
I'm, I'm made for this 200 IM. Um, it doesn't mean I'm going to be swimming 2 IM for forever. Uh, who knows, maybe another year or maybe just after the Olympics, but I, I've really enjoyed this last, well, basically seven months of preparing solely for 2 IM hundred breasts, 50 free. Cause it feels right. Um, and, and I think a lot of my, my times have showed that I feel like we might made the right decision. Um, and with that has come a, a big shift in the work, which is where I'm sure this is kind of heading in terms of training and how it's differed. I thought that you were going to say, Mel, this was the plan all along. We were building to, we were building piece by piece, the 200 IM. We were just trying to lead everybody astray. We were just like, we just wanted to create as much drama as possible so that when we got there, we could just do a big gotcha on everybody. Well, let's so let's get back to world championships. Yeah. hundred meter breast goose egg. Uh, we'll leave it there. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't great. So 50 fly, 22-8, you were 22-8, you were fourth at world championships. You were uh, 26-9, seventh in the 50 breast, 24-5, and you were fifth in the 50 back. So extraordinarily impressive. I remember Coleman Hodges going, you know, a lot of people were disappointed, but it's like, that is a beast performance. It's a fantastic performance. And who has that sort of versatility? And, uh, so I really thought that when you rolled into this year and was like, yeah, we're going after 200 IM, I was worried about you, but I was like, mm. wait a minute, is this genius? And then Braden stepped in and goes, it doesn't matter what happens on his 50 freestyle. No one's yeah. going to catch him. And he got it right. Yeah, he did. He called it. And I think there was a part of this year where we were so worried about that last 50 free that we show up to trials. And I'm like, man, I got to be so fast in this freestyle, but it's like, if you're turning a second and almost a second and a half under world record pace, you can go a 30 and still be the fastest in the world, which is ridiculous. Um, and so, you know, obviously it's still something we've been working on and man here in camp, we have made some massive strides just in terms of the stroke, um, finding secret pockets and efficiency for our race. Um, and, I feel like my body has never been this capable of pushing through a pain barrier like this. Um, you know, I've been doing full 200 pace sets. We did it this morning. This was actually, this morning was our last full 200 pace session. So we're going to start tapering down as we go into Tokyo. And it was, it's 2050s breaststroke, 2050s freestyle. And then we do one or two rounds of 450s. I am order world record pace. Um, all 20 seconds between each one and a few minutes between each set. And we've been doing this four times a week for the last three weeks since trials, essentially, and um, just getting faster and faster and, and smooth. So I'm excited to drop it down now and, and know like, okay, my body's ready. Now I just got to do what I've been training. Um, so it was, it's so since we're on 200 IM, we'll stay on 200 IM. Michael Phelps famously said, I didn't hear the telecast. I didn't, I, I always try to pick it up because Rowdy was Rowdy's an old friend. He, he he's his first TV appearance was yeah. when I was it was my first international meet. So uh, long history. So I always try to listen to his call. But so I didn't hear the call and I didn't hear what Phelps said, which is that you had a seventy five percent when I am. And I was like, but I you know when someone says something, you don't hear the context of it. You know, I didn't know if it came across. My understanding was that it came across as just like an analyst, and. uh I was yeah. a little bit, I was like, I love you, Michael, but I'm a little bit mad. <laughs> and, uh, but the, uh, but here's the thing. You got the Michael Phelps hug at trials. Yeah. So the magic, you got some, you got some magic rub there. 
Uh-huh. And no, um, it, it's crazy, actually. Like Phelps has been incredible, and I, I'm a huge fan. Um, he's messaged me a few times throughout the season. I think the first time was in Indy. He he'd been watching my swims, and he spoke to me about like my backstroke and being able to save my legs a little bit for that freestyle leg. And then at trials made some, obviously in the commentary, I watched the NBC uh, clip back on YouTube pretty often. And um, a few really exciting things that he had pointed out on the broad, you know, pushing a little farther underwater, trying to maintain a little bit of speed, get under that, that bow wave that's coming in from the other athletes, pushing length, all things that we, we know, but when you hear it from somebody like Phelps, you tend to listen. Um, and so, so it's really cool. Cause I feel like there's, there's definitely some things we've added that have, that have, you know, been contributed by Phelps as well as obviously my dad and people around us. So just out of, just out, just out of curiosity, yeah. favorite, favorite event was uh, of all the, of all the trials events, what was your, your favorite? Honestly, the favorite, like favorite swim was probably my very first one, my prelims hundred breaststroke. Just because it was that moment that I knew I was going to make it in three events. I, I, I knew I did exactly what I needed to, to have confidence going into the meet. I wanted to go fast. I didn't think I was going to go 58 one fast. I knew I was capable of it. And then after that, I was thinking, oh man, now I go 57. And I tried really hard in semis and struggled to a 58 one four, I think it was. And then finals, just the most pressure you'll ever feel in your life kind of anxiety changed the stroke up a little bit in the last 50 did not swim my race, but very fortunate to have longer arms than my competitors. Um, so it was one of those swims where I was like, okay, like all I needed to do was win, but I know at the games, I cannot swim like this at all. Um, so learning from that, but yeah, I think the first race was a big one because it definitely set the tone for the rest of the meet. Breaking records helps. Yeah, always. It's pretty nice. <laughs> it's 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 a sweet sweet thing when you when you get a little piece of history. It's uh, but also you know you never know when you're honored to meet. You you could be you could be right. in front of your rest, a little off your rest. Something can be wrong, and when it, and and you know it immediately. Of all people, you're such you've been a pro for so long. You absolutely know it. So yeah, you one, and I was certainly a little nervous because this was the longest time we had ever rested out from a meet. You know, we had usually usually our taper will go like oh, our taper. We don't really call it taper but we'll drop for like a week leading into, or maybe a week and a half, but we started to kind of wean down three weeks out. So the first like week period, we went to, um, I think it was half sets and then, or no, no, it was like two thirds. So two thirds of a set. And then week two out was half sets. And week one was like a fourth of sets. So like, basically doing very little just at high speeds. Um, and I was telling my dad, I was like, we haven't done a full 200 pace set. Like, I don't even know if I can make 10 fifties fly right now. And he's like, no, nah, you'll, you'll be rested. You'll be good. And then obviously when we get to the time, it was like 56 or 55 in the first swim. And I was like, okay, like we're fine. We have no issues here. You've yeah. got, you've been doing this for so long and you, you do have a base. People are like, oh, you don't have a base because you do USRPT. That, that is completely and utterly a lie. You absolutely have a base. Right. And you also got some big man strength. You've changed a lot. You're, you're, you're getting uh, bigger. <laughs> so you have to, I mean, so I, the fact that this is the longest rest makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, so so my, my favorite Michael, Michael Andrew race. It was, yeah, 
the breast was amazing because it's like, oh, 100. We got 100 and, and we got records. Um, that was a nail biter because I, I, that, I knew that final was just, it's like he's just got to make the team. Yeah. But right. to me, Tuner I am was just, uh, I predicted you a 155.9. And I, was, and I was being conservative because of the swim, swam commenting nerds. Yeah. I, I predict, and, and, and I was like, I got it wrong. You totally just made me eat it. <laughs> go wrong and i felt bad I oh no don't feel bad no i i don't read predictions anyway i mean maybe i'll i'll graze over them but those those are the kind of swim posts i tend to say as far away as possible <laughs> it's so uh, it, it, it's I, I wouldn't it's that's i think that that's very professional of you and, and very smart for your mental health you. uh <laughs> we're gonna do what we do but the yes, that was sure. dude, that was exciting that was it that, that 200 i am was like was a whoa the, the breast yeah. felt like within it's like we know that we we it makes sense there. yeah i think and two it was different is with the breast i went in as a favorite um you know coming off of indie it's like okay who's who's behind michael essentially and not like i hate saying that it sounds terrible but but yeah it's like i knew the hunter breaststroke was not an easy ticket but definitely at the time seemed like my only kind of shoe in the door um, cause I know coming in, obviously to him, it's like anybody could possibly pop out a low 56, who knows? Um, and so, yeah. It was so Hunter backstroke. <laughs> what, what? So, hey, so you're, you're swimming Hunter backstroke and I'm standing around, I'm, I'm there and I'm, 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 I'm with, I'm, I'm at an alumni get together with a bunch of old Olympians and they're all circulating in the stands and they're, they're like, what's he doing? Yeah. Why is he doing this? He's just scratching. He's to focus. So, uh, I think a lot of people were scratching their heads. What, what was going yeah, on? Uh, we, we got a lot of interesting comments on that, um, from friends and people we respected too. And so I think a lot of them were valid, but I was at a point in the meet where I was like, you know, I can, I can do an extra hundred. I know I'm going to have the day off from the hundred freestyle. Cause we had decided early on that I was going to rest from the, from that for the two am but it was weird because obviously i had that hunter backstroke before the hunter breast final on day two um i was definitely a little nervous i think my dad was more confident in my ability to do the hunter back and then the hunter breast final than i was um because i questioned it a little more but i knew it it wasn't going to be an issue if I made sure that my prelim swim, I didn't burn my legs and I swam it very conservatively. So I did that. I went out, didn't just didn't gas myself, didn't go too crazy. And, and then had a really great warm down, good massage nap. And I was fresh to go, but I do think looking back, there was a bit of a carryover. There was a bit of a, maybe even just a mental fatigue. The fact that it was an extra race, even though it was no pressure, and I thought maybe I, maybe I can go under 53 and be in shooting distance of, of a team spot, but that clearly <laughs> wasn't the case. And I'm actually stoked. I'm stoked for Hunter. Um, he's in the room right next to me. And so become good buddies with him. And, and obviously Murph is, is legend in the backstroke. So it was, it's a good, I'm happy with the backstrokers that are on our team. <laughs> I wanted you to swim hunter fly. I made a prediction on the hunter fly. I so badly, Mel. And I here's the thing. I actually feel like with with the extra amount of buffer I had in between, I would have swung the hunter fly and it would have been great. But I most likely would have had to scratch it. And and the reason was because we we were fortunate enough. We were in a 
spot where I was like, okay, I'm pretty confident dad's going to be selected to the team. And we want to, we want to speak to the coaches. We want to get the opinions. We want to be a team player. Um, and just through deliberation, we looked at where the relays sat, uh, specifically the, the mixed relays and then the men's medley. And so I think there's a day where it's like hundred fly 50 free four by 100 mixed relay and being short axis breaststroke. Um, there's a very high chance that I would get that spot with a 57 high. Um, and so I didn't want to jeopardize what could be, you know, a very not easy. I hate to say that because obviously anyone can take it. There's other countries that are very strong, but we'll have a very strong mixed relay and I'd love to be on it. Um, but to have two individuals in front of it makes it a little hard for the coaches to be like, okay, that's a really heavy triple. So probably not the right choice, but I wanted yeah. you to hear, I just wanted you to say it. I wanted you to say I, it. I, yeah. And I think, so I, I know we can go under 50. Like it's, I, mean, I went out 23, seven in my 200 IM. So I've got the endurance to close it. Um, and yeah, who knows? I, even if you just take the same margin that I dropped from the 100 breaststroke in Indy to the 100 breaststroke in trials, that'd be a, a pretty fast 100 fly. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, very fast. So the uh, 50 free, let's get to the 50 free. I predicted you at 21 4. Yeah, pretty I, close. I got, I got it right. But I, I predicted it being second to fourth. I, I, I thought we, we could see, you know, there could be a lightning fast heat, but I felt like 21-4 would be, I felt like it would be second. Yeah, yeah and I, I felt very confident going into finals knowing that, um, not that I had it sealed, but I knew exactly what I needed to do to make the team. Um, obviously, looking at Caleb, I was like, my goal is to beat Caleb. I knew he was going to be 21-0, 21-low. Um, I feel like there were parts of the race where maybe I was climbing, but he's so lightning quick to the 15. Um, and that's part of why I'm excited about what I get to work on after the Olympics is because I think I can make a lot of gains there just as an athlete, you know, outside of the pool beyond swimming, I, I want to match or better Caleb on that first 15 meters. Cause I know my swimming's fast. Um, so, so we shall see, but yeah, I, I agree. You know, I was, it was an honor racing with, with Nathan, um, just an incredible legend, uh, an incredible sportsman. And so, so that hurts, you know, it's hard because I love these guys and they've been leaders on the teams for so long. And, you know, if we could have our way, we'd want them here being able to kind of lead us. But, um, you know, it was, it was really cool. His comments posts is, you know, he's, he's our biggest fans and wants us to, to succeed and to do well. And so it's, it's been a really Really beautiful thing. So, um, same with Ryan. So, do, do you have? Um, I have just a few more questions because we're winding down here, and I told you what I'd get you out so you could eat some lunch. The d just Nothing. within within the camp, within the camp, are you guys? I mean, every, this is a young team. Uh, the world yeah. is strong. Uh, you know, if you look at the medley relay, the mm -hmm. uh, UK. Look at the four by yeah. two. You know, every relay, especially on the men's side, it's like it's a challenge. Um, right are you guys feeling that pressure? Cause it feels, it feels like team USA has always squeaked it out or performed. Well, you know, we've had, we've had a few moments where we haven't, but it, on, on balance, we're always performing. It feels yeah. like the, like it feels at this point heading into the, into the Olympics that, that this is going to be a bigger challenge than usual. Yeah. I feel like every Olympics, it, it appears that way. Um, and it, and it starts to feel like that way. And obviously once we get into Tokyo, I think the, the intensity of it will 
become more palpable. Um, I, for one, feel like there's a, at least in the medleys, I don't know about the freestyle relays. I know the freestyle, um, you know, obviously Russia and some of the other countries have very, very strong freestylers. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens, but I'm confident that, you know, we, we are the, the greatest swim nation on earth. And so we found, we figured out how to do it in the past. So we know we're capable of doing it again. Um, but for us in the medley, um, you know, we're doing everything we can and I'm doing lots of relay starts. I feel very, like, I'm so comfortable and so excited with my relay start. Cause I used to, you know, obviously, and you know, this, like we didn't do relays. There's always the team trips. And I used to still just like stand there with a track start and do this like little spin and jump thing. And now I'm doing a step over and it's consistent and it's quick and I'm, I'm flying down the pool. And so there's things that we're adding and um, for me at least so that I can be that, one of one of four very important legs in our relay and um you know just watching the way the guys are working towards their individual events we're going to be strong like that's that's what we're here for um and so i think we can't do anything now other than just work towards our individual strengths and then come together as a team on the day to do what what we're made to do so does it um does it does it feel different does it feel different? You know, you've you've been at you've you've been performing at, at such a, a young age. Does this this feel different? This is the biggest stage on earth historically. Yeah, it um, there's there's parts of it that feel very different, and there's parts of it that feel very comfortable and um, that I've experienced before. In terms of like the comfort is it's a lot of the same guys that I've been on trips with before. Like it's guys I've been to the junior worlds with, I've been to short course worlds with or pan packs. So the relationships are really strong. It's not like I'm meeting a whole bunch of new faces on the girls team. There's a lot more new faces, but you, I've become friends with them very quickly. Um, and then in the other sense, it's different because the media attention is different. The intensity is different. You know, the, the attitude on pool deck is like, okay, we're, we're here to bring back gold and represent the greatest country on earth. Obviously every team trip, you know, it's the same kind of aspect, but when you only get to do it every four years and in this instance, every five, it's that much more uh, crucial to make sure you're doing everything right. So that you can stand confidently on the blocks. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm really excited with our team captains, Murph and Caleb have been doing an incredible job but beyond that, like even with our team meeting the other days, they understand that we're all called to be leaders in our team. And so we've all been given the opportunity to lead. And so it's, it's exciting to see everyone kind of stepping into their role and taking ownership for the fact that, you know, it's, it's not just one athlete racing, it's all of us coming together. So it's going to be a big deal. And I think the athletes are going to great, do, do great things. Um, and I'm excited to walk into the village, really. You know, it's something I've dreamt of for a long time. Um, of course, it's gonna look different because of COVID and, and what we're capable of doing and who we might be able to hang out with and meet um, in terms of other athletes and sports and such. But uh, it's still the Olympic Games. 